You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 216 of the Metal Geeks podcast. Did somebody say something? Balls. Um, balls. Missed it. I missed all the balls. Uh, Welcome, everyone. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... I am Brutal Dave. Good evening. Good evening, sir. And we also have... George Chipsis. And we also have our good friend, the Metal Detector. What's going on, guys? Justin. Uh, it's been a while. We tried uh, to do this last week, but uh, the brand new computer that I, I purchased uh, died on me, basically. I had to take it back to the store and get it get the motherboard replaced. Technology, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's what I call the, the, the carry technology curse. Anytime I buy something, it's always going to fuck up. It's just guaranteed. But yeah. So it's okay. Give us, give us a reason to hang out for like an hour and a half while we waited for you to get it working last week. <laughs> I didn't get to I didn't get to hear anything. So. How's well. everybody else been? How's everything going for everybody? Good. Yeah. yeah. Keeping it real. No complaints. Yeah. I mean, there's always complaints, but yeah. <laughs> We sort of come up with like a new a new style of how we're going to be doing things. We're going to be talking about things in different segments. But before we get there, uh, I do want to talk about a concert that I just went to over the past weekend. And something very interesting, st- strange, something I've never experienced at a concert before happened. So in Houston this past weekend uh, was Seven Spires, Visions of Atlantis, Firewind, and Dragon Force. I was definitely there for Firewind. I was there, definitely there for Seven Spires, who are amazing. They opened up the show. Um, they are a fucking killer live band. I got to tell you that much. Uh, I think she's one of my favorite current female vocalists with the way she does her, her heavy stuff, her growls, much better than what Arch Enemy is, is now for sure. But um, they were really good. Visions of Atlantis was next. Um, they have a very interesting show. It's all pirates and stuff. <laughs> but I don't think their music really fits piratey i don't know it's very strange they've been around for a long time and i've i've tried to get into them before even sean the metal pigeon was with me and he's like yeah that's too much that's too cheesy are they i mean are they like doing backflips and monkeys are running around the stage or like what's going on no they were just all dressed in pirate garb and um at one point they did like this in the in the like there's two singers a male and female vocalist and they look they like sing to each other so it felt very much like like a musical stage show type of situation. And it was just God, very yeah. weird. And then like they did this love song, like three songs into the show. And that's when the fucking mosh pit broke out. <laughs> We're like, what the hell? <laughs> um, did, did, did Sean use the, the term cheesy? Just yes, he did. Wow. And he even said, I love cheesy power metal bands, but there's something about them. And I, and I agree. And if you're a fan of the band, more power to you. Um, they're very, very interesting, but, uh, right before Firewind was about to play, 
uh, maybe about 15 minutes before they're supposed to take the stage, um, something weird happened. Like, I think a kid, we were on the far right, sort of close to the front, and on the left, um, I think a kid, young kid, maybe 1920, had like a seizure. So these a bunch of people started yelling, and they, they were shining their lights on their phones, trying to get somebody's attention. And the guy setting up uh, for Firewind noticed it, and then he went and grabbed people, and then people from the the venue warehouse they they had a uh, i guess an emt on site he tried to perform cpr they didn't move the guy it was you know until the seizure they're over about 10 minutes later uh they finally the the ems and like the fire people came in and it was such an interesting thing that um the whole everybody there it was a fucking packed show way more people than i was comfortable with truthfully and Everybody was like, when they said move, everybody, it was like the parting of the Red Sea. Everybody just like split. And they got the guy out on a stretcher. He walked, they walked him right by us. Um, Firewind, they came, uh, Gus came out, Gus G came out and he said, you know what? We're, we're still going to do the show. It's, uh, let's, you know, let's play some metal in his honor, that type of stuff. After their second song, somebody came out and told him that the guy, they were able to revive him at the hospital and he survived. Because apparently he was basically dead when they were taking him out. Shit. Yeah. He died from a seizure? I guess so. And uh, they were able to revive him on the, uh, on the way to the hospital or at the hospital. I'm not sure. And then he asked, did anybody know his name? Uh, and then somebody nearby where he was said Ian. And the whole place started chanting his name. It was, a, it was like a powerful, emotional moment. It was like the whole building was like with cheering and, and chanting his name. It was really cool. I hope I hope somebody who like knows him was filming that. I hope so. so. I would like to to see that because and, and share that because it was such a it was such one of those really cool moments of like everybody being together and you know uh, you know Gus was talking about it a little bit. He's like, yeah, you know, metal's a healing thing, and let's let's play some more metal in his honor and all that kind of stuff. Really cool, and they were phenomenal. This I've been waiting. 16 years to see this band firewind um new vocalist has got this guy named herbie langens uh has been in a bunch of different like power metal bands and which is weird when i went to see avatasia in california what 2019 28 2019 the two background backup vocalist was adrian cowan who is the, the vocalist for seven spires and then herbie langen who's now the vocalist for firewind and I actually got to meet both of them. I told him that I saw him in it uh, with Avantasia. He's like, "Oh, that's super cool. That was a great show." So yeah, and then Dragon Force played. If you're a Dragon Force fan, they are. They put on a hell of a show. I can't say I'm a fan of all their music, but they had these two huge arcade systems. They were showing like uh, video games and all this kind of stuff, and they were able to get on top of it. It was like a step, and then like. At one point, like after the third or fourth song, they paused and they played like two minutes of like old Sega commercials. <laughs> You're like, okay, all right. And then the guitar player at one point, or the singer came out at one point, um, and he's like, I want to play some of my favorite music. So he came out there with a guitar and played uh, one of the the Dracula theme from Symphony of the Night and one of the battle songs from like Final Fantasy VII. It was very this interesting. Has, uh... This has some overlap with the concert I went to. The Power Seems Glove like, concert, right? Yeah. 
So I'll, I'll say before talking about that though, like I I actually enjoy Dragon Force's first three albums or so. Uh -huh. Like I like them quite a bit. I I've always heard though that like they're definitely a studio band and can't pull it off live. Is that true? Uh, I don't I don't I don't agree with that. I thought they were pretty damn okay. good live. Maybe um, they have just worked hard since those days too. Because I mean, I'll be I've honest heard... with you, I only know like maybe four or five songs from the band. I've never really listened to an album. You know, I, like I said, I like the first three. After mm -hmm. after that, like I felt like they sort of ran out of ideas. At least the yeah. stuff that I've heard. I know but... they played a song based on Skyrim because everybody freaked out when they mentioned that. And then at the very end, of course, they did uh, Celine Dion. My heart will go on. Uh, nobody out there can see me rolling my eyes. <laughs> and then they did uh, Through the Fire and the Flame. And of course. They, they're like, this is for all you guitar guitar hero nerds. And they made fun of like, you know, the plastic guitars and all that, which, of course. But that's where they got, they got to, you know, you got to admit, that's where their popularity came from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they, nothing was like that, that game. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I, I was listening to them before that. Uh, I think it definitely put them where they were. I still think yeah. they would have been successful without it. They'd be successful. They wouldn't have the level they're at now, though. I I can agree with that. Yeah. So let's talk about your Power Glove show, man. I I totally missed that. I would have loved to see that. I've I've seen them once when they were actually on a metal tour. They were like the first or second band on a on a metal tour, which which is weird. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, it was the um, Mortal Guardian and Power Glove, and uh, so the the way that worked out. So I saw Power Glove several years ago, and their touring guitarist at the time was this guy named Gabriel Guardian, um, and his his own band is Immortal Guardian. Right. So he got his band onto the lineup for this power glove tour. So he did two sets every night. It must be nice to um, know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, the show, the show opened, there was a, a local guy who was making EDM music out, off of game boys. He was, uh, he was looping. He was, he had like several game boys cabled up to mixers and all kinds of shit. And he was playing sounds off of the Game Boys and then looping them, and he was making EDM music out of Game Boy sounds. Interesting. Interesting. It's um, like being at a video game convention. Kind of. Um, so then uh, Immortal Guardian played, and they were fucking great live, actually. I don't know if you've ever listened to them. I have, uh, actually. Kind of a proggy power metal, sort of. Um, very, very noodly. So Gabriel Guardian... Um, is a phenomenal lead guitar player and a phenomenal keyboard player. And he does both of them at the same time, uh, which I've never seen. I've seen people play guitar and a keyboard at the same time, but not the way that he does it. I, I've never seen somebody else who can play lead on both instruments at the same time. Um, and like, I'm not, and he's not just playing parallel lines. He's playing separate melodies on each instrument at the same time. It's, it's mind blowing to watch him do it. Um, and uh, their singer, like, he fucking nailed it live. He sounded phenomenal. Um, really cool guy, too. I got to hang out and kind of talk to him for a while. He's from he's from Brazil. Um, mm. Very friendly. Um, 
And uh, so then, yeah, so they did their set. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, Power Glove played. And if, if you don't know who Power Glove is and you're listening to this show, you should probably know who Power Glove is. Uh, they are a uh, heavy metal band that does covers and heavy metal covers and rearrangements of video of classic video game songs and classic cartoons. Um, so they, they did like their, uh, their Tetris medley. They did, uh, you know, of course they did like super Mario. Um, they did like the, the theme from the X-Men cartoon from the nineties. Uh, I mean, they, all kinds of shit. It's just a hell, it's a lot of fun. And it's like, really showy shreddy stuff there everybody in that band is a phenomenal musician yeah. they're they all put a new really album last, last week yeah they played um they played uh at the i guess it, i don't know if it's on that new because uh, i think it was an ep they put out but they played a a new track that i don't think was going to be on that i'm not really sure because they said that their record label hadn't even heard it yet but they did a uh the animaniacs theme it's on the album it is on there. It okay. is. Actually, the the version on the album is uh, Mike Mills. Uh, he goes by Toe Hider. Uh, he's been a lot of stuff with Arion and stuff. He's his vocal range, his note, high notes that he can hit are ridiculous, ridiculous. It's crazy. I we I think when that we listened to that album like Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and I think I played that song like four or five times, and my wife like, all right, enough, no more Animaniac. <laughs> like Animaniacs. We uh we took our our daughter to see Power Glove. Um, who she's uh everything Pokemon, and Power Power Glove does the Pokemon theme is one of the songs that they oh, yeah. do. And so we took her to see them, expecting them to do it. And like it was getting really late in the show, and they hadn't done it yet. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, they're not going to play the song this time. <laughs> but then they finally did, and she was thrilled about it. And so she had a she had a a good time too. It's really funny, like going to a Power Glove show and watching a room full of metalheads sing along to music from The Little Mermaid. Uh, <laughs> it, in the the version of the the recorded version of the Pokemon song, isn't it? Is Tony Kako from or Kako, whatever you say, however you say his name, from Sonata Arctica? Is it? I don't. I yeah. don't know actually. Yeah. I'm glad she had, she had a she had a good time with her first big metal show like that. Or, um, as far as like a metal show, yeah, she's gone. Well, I mean, she went to see Ghost and Volbeat with us. Yeah, weeks back. So, um, but yeah, she she's gone to some stuff with Scott Barr with us before. But um, it was like a Queen cover band and oh, tribute band, excuse me, um, stuff like that. Because that's more her thing. She's more. I don't know where classic rock became her thing, um, but that's that's like her thing. She loves classic rock music. That's so cool. my son. <laughs> what Donovan, Donovan loves classic rock. That's like yeah, his, really. Yep. They, how, where where did they get it from? Uh, I mean, Spotify. Part of it came from me. I mean, I like some of that stuff. You know, I think we all. You know, yeah. rock, there's not a huge gap between rock and metal. So, I mean, we all, we all grew up listening to rock and like a lot of it. But, you know, he'd hear certain songs on the radio, like the Eagles stuff, Hotel California, you know, whatever popular 
classic rock stuff you would hear in his granddad's radio. And uh, that's what he started liking. And so he would ask me to put that stuff on his MP3 player. So I loaded it up. <laughs> Very cool. All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, before we get on, we're going to do or talk about what we've been watching, but uh, <clears throat> a couple of things that sort of overlap here. So we're going to talk about what we Marvel. Um, let's talk about Moon Knight. Is everybody caught up with Moon Knight? Have everybody watched it? Yeah, I have uh, not. There's only three episodes, right? Right, only three episodes as we're recording this. Yeah, so the fourth one comes out probably tomorrow as as we are doing this. But uh, <laughs> yes, so I am I am caught up. You are caught up, Dave. You have not seen it, so we're trying not to spoil. I, I haven't it. watched any of it. Okay. Uh, what do you guys? Really think? not much to spoil. Yeah, I mean, the, if, you, if you've seen the concept, you know the concept. There's not much the, to spoil. The actors are all amazing in their roles. Oscar Isaac's killing it. Um, everything else about the show, it's just okay. Uh, the, the story has a lot of weak flaws. Um, the villain doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not too impressed that it. it's suffering from the same thing that like Mandalorian does or Boba Fett did where it's like, they don't really have an, you know, a concise idea of what the story was supposed to be, or like George suggested, maybe it was intended to be a movie and they stretched it out to make it into a, a TV series. That's um, what it feels like. Most definitely. A lot of it, a lot of it feels like filler. Um, the good parts are good. The rest of it is just meh. Wow. Yeah, I also, I also feel like the action choreography feels really cheap and poorly done. Well, there's not a lot of action choreography yet. There hasn't been yet. There's only been two fights, and only one of them was good. Yeah, and they're all, like I said, they all feel cheap and poorly choreographed. In comparison to the shows that they've had so far, this feels feels the cheapest and the most uh, poorly choreographed. Yeah, they haven't really done a good job explaining Moon Knight's powers or like how they work or any of that stuff. I mean, like I, I love Moon Knight, and I actually love the version of Moon Knight that this story is based upon. Um, I would like to see more of Mr. Knight. I would like to see more of Steven like coming into his own. Uh, like there's like, I, I have an idea of where this is going. I just wish they would hurry up and get to like the more important story beats instead of wasting time. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I really do think this would have been a better as a, like a uh, two hour movie. Yeah, like a two-hour movie, it would have been a, little, a lot more concise, and if they would have put more budget into it, I think it probably would have packed a stronger punch than what it currently does. But I do enjoy it. Like I feel like everybody's yeah. doing a great job, and it is interesting. I just don't feel like it's the best Marvel has done so it's, far. It's a lot better than Boba Fett or Mandalorian, in my opinion, but it's not quite as good as Hawkeye. No, I still think Hawkeye is like their crowning jewel so far, along, along, with, along with Loki. I think those what are the is, two best ones. What do you guys think of Conchu? I think Conchu is my favorite part of the show. When I he's, was, when he's a, a character in the, the show. First, I was a little concerned about him in the first episode with that big booming voice and stuff. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work out. And then it's grown on me. Like, I really like him now. So That, uh, that scene Abraham, in, right? the, uh, in the storage facility where he's trying to run away from Conchu... I was mm-hmm, like, man, yeah. that's really cool. So yeah, that was great. That was one of the best scenes of the whole series so far. There are a lot of there's there have been a lot of cool scenes. I like that one. That that one sticks out too. That's the way he like sort of jumped around the lighting with it. The way they played was the lighting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just that read an article. Yeah, the, uh, the guys who directed the Endless. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I forgot their names. Uh, and, man, I can't think of it either. 
something like something the, uh, more more Warhead and Benson, Justin Warhead and, and something Benson. Yes, there I like when they go. got to, uh, you know when they got to Egypt and stuff like that. There's there's a very a lot of cool elements to it, but yeah, it just needs it needs to pick up a little bit. I, and I, I'm hoping that the next episode will be that turning point because there's only six episodes. It's got to it, it's got to happen at some point. <laughs> I mean, I felt I like feel the whole Easter thing was like an homage to to Raiders, you know, like him running through the the village, and I mean, it really felt very Indiana esque. Um, yeah, I, I that feeling too. They definitely yeah. tried, I guess. And they tried. I mean, George, they came somewhat close. Like, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I, I've seen other people attempt the same thing to a much less successful degree. Sure. So, I mean, there there were things. They could have done more with the the, the trial. It was just that was mm-hmm. the lack left. The trial like, made no sense. It was it was completely pointless. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like no, no, he's bad. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm like, okay. If the other gods are so strong, they can just deal with Kanchu the way they did. Then they should have no problem dealing with the other one the way that they dealt with Kanchu. So it doesn't make any sense that like, like that, that's that's what it is. Like the villain has no skin in the game. Like it's it's hard to imagine this like ultimate threat villain when you know the other gods could just like snap their fingers and be done with it. Maybe he's not the ultimate threat villain. He's uh he's heartbroken because Moon Knight didn't like him anymore. Conchu didn't like him anymore. Oh, Conchu, sorry, yeah, Conchu didn't want him anymore. Maybe they're going to introduce uh, Gore, the God Killer, because he wasn't in the the Sword trailer. Well, we're going to get to that in a second. And maybe that's he's going to start killing all the gods in. Moon. No, it's most definitely going to be the bad guy from Loki. If they're if they're going to tie in anybody, it's definitely going to be that guy. Got to be Mephisto, right? Yep, Me. most definitely Mephisto. <laughs> no, what, what's the uh, what was Kang? Yeah, King Kang's definitely Kang's definitely a uh, was a was an ancient Egypt at one point in the comics, mm-hmm. if yeah, I remember correctly. So, well, uh, one of one of the versions of him was right. Yes. Yeah. Well, he takes many forms, and that's why he's known of, by many names. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the episodes of Moon Knight. Um, there's a lot of room for them to really stick the landing and mm-hmm. cement the show as a, a better, a better than expected ending. Um, but uh, the first three episodes, they just kind of meander. I'm hoping for more. All right. So, uh, what about the Thor: Love and Thunder trailer? Did anybody watch that? I did. Yeah. I watched it twice. I've seen it, but haven't heard it. I've, I've, I watched it. With, I watched it without saying. But yeah. Okay, as as you should. I'm joking. Yeah, like Natalie Portman as Thor is pretty cool, but like I'm still not excited for it at all. Like I hated Ragnarok so much, and I feel like it's going to be more of the same. It pro- it is, and that's why I'm so looking forward to it because yeah, <laughs> I, I love you don't. A lot. I love <laughs> Ragnarok, and I know it's it's a it's a personal taste. You don't like Taika Waititi, that's fine. Nobody's faulting you for that. I love him, so uh, you know that's I'm looking forward to this. See, I'm a big Taika Waititi fan. I think I'm probably the bigger fan out of everyone here, and I think Ragnarok was lukewarm on mm. scale. Here's another part where you're just wrong again. I'm never wrong. That's the problem. I'm never wrong. <laughs> a, a, lot of people, a lot of people love it. A lot of people put it very, very high on their like Marvel rankings list. And I'm just, I'm surprised by that. Cause it's really not that good. Like despite my feelings towards Taika, like I, I don't feel like love, like Ragnarok was that strong of a movie. I think that. The Dark World. 
I think it's the it best. It was better than Dark World. <laughs> I think it's the best. <laughs> very of the Thor yeah, it's the best of the Thor movies. Sure, maybe I can see that argument, but it's like definitely the best of the Thor movies. Is Absolutely. it better than any of the Captain Americas? Is it better than no? Like, no. no. You know, it's probably better than Iron Man three. Uh, I, I enjoy parts of Iron Man three. <laughs> but, but, I, but I also enjoy parts of Ragnarok, but I don't love Ragnarok. So. All right. So this summer we have, uh, so in a couple of weeks, we have Dr. Strange in the multitude of madness. And then we have Thor, multiverse of madness, right? Mul- what did I say? Multitude, multiverse of madness. He said yeah. multitude. Multitude. <laughs> then we're going to have Thor love and thunder. So I think after Thor comes out and we all see it, we need to uh, do another episode where we reevaluate our, our top films. I don't okay. think we should. I think we should wait until after that. Sure, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I does, know my wife freaking out. Thor: Love and uh, Thunder come out right after. Not in July, I think. Does it really? There's wow. another one coming out this year too. I can't remember. Is it not Guardians? But there's another one coming out like in November-ish. Black Panther two, maybe. Maybe something I don't remember now at the moment. But uh, and then Miss Marvel comes out like in June, so. I'm excited for that show. Every month. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to what we've been watching. Uh, Do you guys want to talk about the Halo show? Sure. We can. I stopped episode two. It was boring as fuck. (laughs) I haven't haven't watched any more episodes after uh, episode two. I do plan on watching more. It looks beautiful. It's a beautifully done show, but. Really? I think all the sets look cheap as shit. Well, I'm talking about the paintings. (laughs) So, <laughs> like all the CGI right. stuff looks great, but yeah. when they don't use any CGI stuff, I'm like, oh, that looks really it's cheap. The game series that whole purpose was not to take off the mask. As soon as they had a chance, they're like, I'm taking off my mask for the rest of the episode. Like, well, like, uh, so I'm I'm probably the biggest Halo fan out of the four of us. Uh, out of the out of the games that I do play, I probably spent the most time in my entire life playing Halo. Um, I put hundreds of hours into two, three, four, and Reach and ODST. Um, so this is this is telling the prequel story to all of it, and I mean it, it. It aligns with what's in the books, and you know they've taken some some choices that are a little bit you know away from the paths that were already established, but they've all been pretty good. Um, I feel like the cast is doing a good job. It is a little bit slow, but that's okay. Uh, I get what George they gotta is saying. Stretch it out. They got to stretch it out for twelve episodes. They're so. doing a whole lot better than than Disney has with a single show. <laughs> they're they're stretching it out at a reasonable pace. Like at least things happen in every episode. I, I, I don't like any of the side characters in Halo, though. Like, how many episodes are there so far? There's like four now. Four, yeah. But four, yeah. Well, like the the Covenant characters are interesting, and them introducing. You know the the girl, the human girl that they've you know taught their language and raised her to be kind of a foil to Master Chief as the Reclaimer. I think she's really cool and interesting, and that's a pretty significant change from the uh, the games. I was about to ask, like I don't remember that being in the games at all. It wasn't, but it makes a lot of sense. It would explain how the Covenant knew some of the things they knew and how they were able to achieve some of the things they did. Um, like Halsey, I think she's really, really well cast, and she was such an important character at least for the, the first three games. Um, there, there were, at the very end of episode two, I remember they were about to get uh, Cortana online. Cortana has been fine, but I mean, she was always just fine in the game. She's kind of like Navi, like just really annoying character. <laughs> she's supposed to be his, she's his Jiminy Cricket whenever she becomes online. Uh, she was great in the second and third game, and then after that, she just kind of became pointless. Like, it, 
that seems to be a recurring theme. It's like things go on for too long. Um, it's weird. I was I was doing an, um, uh, uh, a ticket with a client the other day, and she asked me, she's like, oh, does this new laptop have Cortana on it? I was like, yeah, it does. She's like, do you know where that comes from? I was like, yes, yes, I do. It's from, <laughs> you should have played stupid, me. man. You should have been like, what? What's Cortana? <laughs> Who is Cortana? She's like, it's from the Halo game. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I knew you're that. So, you're such a geek. Wow. I didn't know you were such an geeky <laughs> I think the Halo series is pretty fun, though. I mean, it, it's slow. Um, it's not perfect. But, you know, for being one of the first major Paramount Plus releases, um, they're doing a pretty good job with it. I mean, it's a. It was originally supposed to be on Showtime. Hmm. Uh, I, I, that probably would have been worse, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it was originally supposed to air on Showtime, and then Paramount Plus said, "Like, no, nah, you know what? We just came out with a streaming service. We need this." It wasn't on Skinamax. Yeah, the show. The one thing the show is really missing is Sergeant Johnson. Like, they need to make him more of a, a focal point and give him his quippy one-liners and make him say a bunch of gruff, you know, ridiculous things. I also feel like the show is missing like a central conflict. It's not really, it's not really dry. At least in the second episode, I haven't watched more, so I can't talk, but it's really missing like a driving force to keep well, you watching to the next episode. They're exploring the lore. And I think the show kind of assumes that you're familiar enough with the games that you see where they're going. Like they're, they're really looking into like how the halos were activated and how humanity discovered the halos and things like that. Um, I think once they actually get around to introducing the other races of aliens, we see grunts for the first time. It's going to change a lot of people's perspective because it's going to be really funny and like, just, you know, (laughs) lots lots of action once the other uh, races become a part of it. Yeah. They showed the big blue guys already. The um, Covenant, Covenant. Years. Yeah, the Covenant guys. Yeah, I mean, the floating chair guys. Yeah, but we haven't seen the Brutes. We haven't seen, you know, Hunters or anything like that yet. Seeing some so massive- like the, uh, what's that parasite called that they was everybody's enemy? The Flood? The Flood. That's not going to come into play in this show. Not oh, yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Once they actually get to the Halo, it will. Because oh, yeah? when, they, when they land on the first Halo... And they open it up for the first time. It unleashes the flood. Oh, uh, okay. See, like they should like tease this shit in like episode one and two. The, the, like, I feel like the first half of the show is going to be all lore exploration, and then the second half of the show is going to be just action-packed balls to the wall. Like, I hope so. Easy stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope it holds on. I doubt it's going to come back for a season two. But I don't know. Maybe Paramount Plus can't afford to not bring it back. Maybe I don't know. Did, I mean, uh, even if they don't get a season two, we've got all the games. Like, it's cool to have a prequel series leading up to the games either way. Now you I, know what Master Chief I know a lot like about it. the lore, so that's probably where I, I get lost a little bit. I, I never read the books. I know a lot of people have that type of stuff, so I, I've just played the games. Yeah, they don't do a lot of favors to the, fan, to the non-hardcore like hardcore fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. All right, moving on. Uh, has anybody else seen Sonic 2 besides me? I want to. I went and saw it uh, on my day off last week. It was fun. It's more Sonic. Um, Tails was cool. Uh, Knuckles was cool. Jim Carrey uh, chewed the scene. Jim Carrey's last movie. Supposedly, yeah. Is that is that real or was that like an April Fool's thing? Right? That's just he what said he said. He said it was the last movie. Until Sonic 3, they offer him that role. He'd be like, I'll come back. <laughs> it was like, here, here's a lot more money. Like, oh, there okay. was a interesting Evil Dead reference that Jim Carrey does, which is pretty cool. 
Uh, he like Nikto Barata Clot whatever. I was like, oh, whoa, that's weird. There was some interesting stuff. Um, you know, it's Ben Schwartz. You know, uh, it's good as Sonic. I mean, he's a he's a good Sonic. So um, you know that 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 reference that's an Evil Dead reference, but in Evil it's Dead before it's that, another, yeah, okay, yeah. What was yeah. it? Uh, Klaatu Barata Nikto is from yeah. uh, the day the Earth stood. Still. The day the Earth stood still. That's what that's I was trying. Where to they got it from? Yeah, right. But I'm an Evil Dead fan, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wish there's an Evil Dead game coming out, and I don't know how excited I am for that. It's more of like, well, the, did you like the Friday the Thirteenth game? Not really. All right, then you won't like it. I know, but I want to. It looks, yeah. That's that's, a, that's my beef. I mean, it looks pretty, but I'm not going to enjoy it, so I'm not yeah. picking it up. It'll come. To, it'll come to Game Pass one day. I'm sure. Um. Yeah, Sonic Two was fun. There's some cool, interesting, like you know, a lot of Easter eggs and that type of stuff. So, if you like the first one, you're definitely gonna like this one. Uh, I did like the first one. Yeah, it's I definitely the first, more of the, same. the first one was way better than it deserved to be. Yep, I'll give you that. <laughs> Hopefully, I guess I, I guess I can admit that too. Given the subject matter and what they decided to do with it, it was better than it had any business being. And for that, it was very entertaining. Plus, it was the first movie I watched during the pandemic. So, oh. like and, first uh, theatrical movie. Like Ben Schwartz was... got to be uh, John Ralphio for a minute. All right. Yeah, he actually it was like, oh, wow, they're going there. Okay. Um, you know what I watched yesterday, George? I've been meaning to watch for a long time. I finally I had like a free weekend of like Showtime, so I went through and recorded a bunch of shit I've never seen. Uh-huh. I watched Airwolves Was In yesterday. Oh yeah, great movie. Yeah. It was fun. You liked uh, it. The, the ending. I was like, "Oh, really? That's what they're doing? Okay." But I mean, everybody in that movie was really was very weird and very. It was very. I liked. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I like it was supposed to be. It was a comedy, but like <laughs> the sets Definitely were not a comedy. comedy. And then like the musical choices they used, it was like makes you. Th- th- it makes you feel like it's a horror movie more than a comedy. But it was. I, I thought it was really fun. I just want to see more of Milana Vaintrub and stuff. Like she's so funny. Wasn't she supposed to be Squirrel Girl at one point? In time? Yeah, she was. She was she's, uh, the eighteen T girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, she's a good actress. She's a good actress. She's really funny. Like you ever watched her stand up? She kills it. Um, she was great yeah. in this. Like I, I really would like to see more roles for her. I also I really like the lead guy in Werewolves Within. I think he's pretty funny too. Sam Richardson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's been in a lot of good stuff. He's really. I like his his like this dry sense of humor. You know what I mean. He's the quirky fun guy. Yeah, and uh, Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows, isn't it? Oh yeah, you know I didn't realize that until I started watching What We Do in the Shadows again from the beginning. Yeah. So. All right. Um, what else? Oh, I know this is something that George and I have both seen. Uh, the Bubble on Netflix, right? Yeah, I watched. That. I watched the bubble so you guys wouldn't have to. Oh, well, thank you for almost stepping on that grenade because that movie. Good God, good. what a piece of shit movie that was, huh? I like, okay, I like. The first 30 minutes show. showed a lot of promise and then it, like, oh. no dived. How, how wrong all of you are if you, and so, if you say it was kind of good. You oh, know, no, I like movies where movie. they're the making. The first 30 minutes showed promise, is what I said. You know, you guys know I like movies where they're making other movies in the movie. And that's it's, it's, it's movies about making movies. 
I like the, I, I, that's something that I enjoy. Yeah, it's a fun subgenre. I absolutely agree with you. This is not that. The 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 scene where she gets her hand blown off. I'm like, that. Is, what the hell is going on? It, uh, the bubble is single handedly the worst movie of 2022. Uh, <laughs> it's also single handedly the worst thing everything those actors have done, and that's oh, including Lord. David Duchovny. Whoa. I don't know. David Duchovny was the best part about that movie. <laughs> Everybody was phoning it in there. And you that's why it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with I, you. I am sad in my life that I watched the whole two hours and 15 minutes of that and thinking, oh my God, what did I do with my two hours and 15 minutes? You know a movie I did watch on uh, Netflix that I enjoyed? It's this weird independent uh, movie, uh, sort of it very looks independent, uh, called Windfall. Oh, I watched that. That was great. Watched it. That yeah, was really that good. One. It was. What's up? I missed that one. It's uh, Jason Siegel, uh Jesse Plemons, and Jesse then Plemons. Yeah. Lily Collins, right? I don't remember the lady's name. I think it's actually Phil Collins' daughter. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Oh. Um, I the pacing of that movie was really good. Every the the long drawn out scenes and I liked it because it, it reminded me of Alfred Hitchcock movies. It and did. Right? Catherine hated every second of it. She thought it was <laughs> she thought it was boring and it led to nowhere. And I, uh, I I I liked it. I liked where it went and I liked where it was going. So. It was a good character study movie, but absolutely thriller at the same time. I I thought it was really good. Also, Jesse Plemons is a great douchebag. Mm-hmm. He really is. So. I'm not going to see that Power of the Dog movie because I, that does not interest me. But it's a slow burn for sure. Um, another thing I've been watching, uh, I've been watching a lot of food and food shows like Top Chef Houston and the Tournament of Champions. There's a Top Chef Houston. Yep, the new season it was filmed in Houston. Was it really? I need to. Where, where, where are you watching it on? Uh, Bravo, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's not on streaming or anything. Uh, I don't think so. We're just recording it on Bravo. Oh, it's I probably streaming somewhere, but it's been it's been fun. Um, then that tournament of champions on a the you know what that is right? Tournament of champions. Yeah, it's a Food Network show where they get like thirty two chefs and they do like uh, you know you know March Madness style brackets and all that. And it's hosted by Guy Fieri and they have all these different um, chefs and they go against each other and it's down to the final two and that type of stuff. And the mayor of Flavortown has to bring in the final word. Mayor of Flavortown got got to choose, got to got his choice. No, I mean, so who's the final two? What's up? Who's the final two? Uh, do you know any of the names of these people? One of them. I've watched, uh, I've watched quite a bit of. Okay, uh, Brooke, Brooke Williamson uh, and uh, Tiffany Faison. That's the other one. I know Tiffany Faison. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, what about you, Justin? What have you been watching? Um, well, I've been watching a lot of movies. I saw X recently, which uh, George and I need to talk about. Um, if you don't know what X is, it's the latest A24 horror film. A uh, group of friends go out into the woods to record okay. a porno magazine. Or a porno movie, sorry. Porno uh, movie, yeah. They uh, don't tell the old couple that runs the farmhouse that they're staying that that's what they're there for. And of course, you know, they don't, they're like good Christian folk, supposedly, <laughs> that frown on that sort of thing. And uh, once they realize what's going on, 
all hell breaks loose. Um, it's oh. Ty West's newest film. It's a love letter to horror. Uh, oh, has cool. a lot of stuff that is a nod to like Hitchcock and other slashers. Um, even Jaws gets a reference too. Even Jaws gets a reference. Oh. And that's the most tense scene in the whole movie. Oh, tell me about it, dude. That was crazy. Yeah, that was a really like a masterclass scene and tension. Is, is it in theaters right now? It's in theaters. Uh, right you now. can rent it at home now if you want. You can rent it on Vudu and Apple, I believe. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. If you like slashers and you like A24 and you want to watch an A24 slasher, uh, you know, you'll enjoy this movie. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're a fan of like old school horror movies and like you love the setting of Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. and you like movies based in Texas where old people are creepy, this is definitely right up your alley. And weird gross stuff. And yeah, there, there's a lot of like if you're not comfortable with sex on screen, you're definitely not going to be comfortable with this movie. <laughs> There's a part in this movie, even if you are comfortable with sex, you're like, mm, I don't think I'm comfortable watching this, but you watch yeah. it anyway. Did yeah, that's you, true. Did you watch it with your, your wife? Yeah, we saw it in theaters. Did you yeah. have to close, put your hand over her eyes? Really? Don't watch that. No, we both looked at each other and go, oh, so that's actually happening. And then we kept watching. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, Justin okay. knows exactly what he's talking about. No, I do. I know I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But uh, it's it's definitely a movie that if you like horror even a little bit, I think you'll enjoy. Um, I also saw Everything Everywhere All at Once, which uh, another A24 offering. Um, A24 may, is still in it. It may be the superior multiverse movie of the year. Uh, I think it's the best movie of the year so far. It's definitely the best movie of the year so far. Um, I, you guys know me. You, you guys always say that I don't have any joy and like I can't find enjoyment in things. And like this movie's pure joy from beginning to end. And I, I fucking snorted that. Shit. We don't say that to your face. <laughs> <clears throat> I've heard uh, it's really good. So. It's really good. It's really heartfelt. You know, it deals with a lot of the whole range of human emotions, you know, but it it's deals like with everything everywhere. everywhere all right, at once. Right. <laughs> it's a perfect title for that, uh, that movie. It deals with loss and happiness and despair, loneliness, despair, loneliness growing old, being young. And um, also, also about sausage fingers and, and weird also, sausage finger <laughs> universe. Also about Kung Fu and, uh, and also cult in the uh, performance of her lifetime. <laughs> also, Kay Kwan, the fucking short round, back from a 20-year stint oh, of no, acting. Short, yeah. round. short round's in it, yeah. And he's he steals the show. He's phenomenal. He's amazing. Dude, phenomenal. his fanny pack scene is hands down one of the best scenes in the movie. I agree. I agree. I Everybody should see this movie. You know, it's a indie film, so it's not going to be in theaters too long, but it is getting a ton of buzz, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it will stick around a if little bit. If this would have came out during award season, I would say this was going to win all the awards. Because, like, not only is it just a beautiful movie. I mean, the shit made me cry, like, two, three times watching the movie. Uh, but it's a technical Marvel, tool too. Like, <laughs> it's it's a $25 million movie that looks like $150 million. Hmm. And it's look, gorgeous. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's inventive. It's funny. Well, it's we say sad. That, like, the visual scenes in some of it is just you know, breathtakingly gorgeous. And then in other scenes, it's like there's a couple of rocks sitting on the cliff with googly eyes talking to each other. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's <laughs> but that, that scene is so heartfelt. Like you're crying, watching two rocks talk. It's amazing. 
the, the, the level of things that occur in this movie, you're just not prepared for. And it does such a good job of easing you into the insanity. Yeah, absolutely. You just you go along for the ride the same way the main character does, and it just gets better and better and better as it goes on. Um, and then the ending is just so powerful. Um, yeah, like even with all the craziness, they find a perfect way to like center the focus about connection and families trying to connect, like family members who have lost their way from each other and they're yeah. just trying to find their way back. Very and, cool. I want to see really that. amazing. Looks good. Uh, so, Dave, what about you? Have you been watching anything? What's... Oh, can't hear oh, you. You're muted, Dave. Uh, muted, sir. I forgot I did that because y'all were talking about shit I didn't know anything about. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. I, I'm not going to get into this shit. No, I was just like not going to make any noise and interrupt your shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been not 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 watching a whole lot. I've been um, having working, making money. Time. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. It, it's been a fucking bonkers couple of months for me um, in a good but exhausting way. Um, I've been rewatching uh, Cobra Kai because I got my wife into it. Oh, cool. She's She is not a Karate Kid fan, but she loves this show. And so I had her go back and we, we rewatched the, the movies so that she had the full context for everything mm-hmm. that's going to happen in the show. But yeah, she she, she loves the show now. Um, so I've been rewatching that. Something so endearing about that show it shouldn't be as good as it is, but it, it really not is. at all. No, it's it's very very well done, but it, it it's just as cheesy and nonsensical as the movies were, uh-huh. but, but but totally sincere and heartfelt in a way that <laughs> yeah. really sells it. What season are yeah. they on now? They've four is out. Four is out. I haven't watched season four yet. I'm trying to do the catch up and then we'll watch four. But they've been they've been uh five is coming and I think that they've also been renewed for a sixth yep. as well. Yeah, I I think I dropped out after the what? Like like yeah, I stopped watching after season two or beginning of season three. Really? I, I got I got tired and bored of the shtick. It wasn't for me anymore. Season three is good. There's a lot of good stuff that happens. Yeah, I feel like season three is where it really, really hit a stride. Yeah, it really, it really. That's picks the up one where the season. kid like breaks his back, right? And he's in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It it starts that way. Like, like after the first few episodes of that, I was like, "All right, I'm done. I don't think I want to watch this anymore. I'm not interested no, in these characters there's, anymore." There's a lot of great stuff in that season. There's, but you don't, you don't want uh, to see his training montage when he gets his back better. I, I I was done at that moment. I, I think I was. I, I had other things that were more interesting for me to watch. Now you have a uh, you have quite a few on your list here. I do have I have a you couple of things of that I would like to talk about. A lot of them has already been talked about already. But uh, do you want me to go ahead and start? The floor is yours, sir. All right. Um, so I did watch this one thing on Netflix that I thought was. Single-handedly, with some of the one of the best things Netflix has made, and it's possibly my new favorite Richard Linklater movie, and I it's a, Apollo Ten and a Half, which is on Netflix. It, so I'll, I'll be, I haven't watched the whole thing. I'm not going to ruin anything. No, no, no. I heard there was a whole segment where they go to Astroworld in the '60s. Yes. So I watched that, and I'm like, this is freaking amazing, and I'm going to watch the whole movie from there. Uh, like, it was so cool. I, I can understand for people who are not from Texas or not from Houston yeah. probably don't care about this as much, but the people who are from Texas and do live in Houston can relate a lot to this movie. 
um, it's really it's about Richard Linklater's uh, love letter to growing up in uh, like Clear Lake during mm-hmm. uh, during uh, the heyday of NASA. So that would yeah. be like the late sixties, early seventies. Most of the movie takes place in nineteen sixty eight to nineteen sixty nine, uh, right when the Apollo eleven mission is about to happen. Yeah. And it's uh, all animated. It's all, but it's all filmed. And then it was like rotoscope. So Richard Linklater yep. has done this a few times. Uh, he did it once before with, uh, God damn it. What was that one movie called with Keanu Reeves in it? I know. Darkly or? Skinner Dark. Yeah, Skinner Darkly. Thank you. Then he did it again uh, before that with Waking Life. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's really good. Jack Black is the narrator. It's a sweet movie with some really fun, uh, uh, like inventive stuff, and it's just a nice character story uh, about a kid learning that he's uh, not a kid anymore, and he has to kind of like grow up and not be dependent on his parents as much. So it's a nice, sweet movie. Uh, and then uh, I watched uh, this TV show on HBO Max called Minx. Have you guys heard of the show at all? We talked about it briefly last time, but I don't know much about it though. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's about this uh, woman who like hails herself as a really big feminist, and it takes place in like the heyday of porno magazines. And uh, she's oh, trying to get a porno magazine or trying to get a magazine off the ground, and a porno magazine editor finds her and decides to take a chance on her. Has that Johnson uh, guy in it? Yes, from uh, Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, uh, it's really funny, like way funnier than I ever thought it would be. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of penis in it. That's why George, <laughs> I do. I do like it. The penis science is on full frontal there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's really funny and it's really charming too. So, and it's like 30 minute episodes on HBO. It's definitely worth your time. Uh, if you like that kind of okay. stuff. Yeah, I'd be into it. Um, and then I've watched what I think is going to be my favorite TV show of the year. Uh, I watched Severance, uh, which is available on Apple TV Plus. Haven't uh, watched it. It is amazing. Uh, it's a little bit of a slow start, but if you can hang with it for the first couple episodes, I guarantee you'll be hooked. Uh, uh, got picked uh, season two already, right? I, I it better have because this has been similar, right? His show. Uh, it, he's a director on the right. show and a producer, but he didn't create the show. Uh, I don't remember the name of the person who created it at the moment. Okay. But anyway, it, it's uh, I don't want to like uh, oversell it how much I liked it, but um, it's really good. I, I know a lot of people don't have Apple TV Plus, so this is probably going to fall on deaf ears. But you really should take a chance if you like science fiction, drama. And comedy, it has all of those elements with a lot of cool art direction. I like all uh, those things. Yeah, uh, I saw a weird story about Apple Plus. Uh, Mystic Quest F. Murray Abraham, who's on that show, is no longer on that show as of now because oh, really? they, don't, they don't want to say why. Um, something happened. Uh, they, they're like, we're not going to get into it, but he's no longer part of the show going forward. Uh, yeah, and he's also the voice of Conchu in Moon Knight. Interesting. So I'm like, I wonder what he did. But I know, he's been a little, always been handy, for what I understand. That's, uh, what the F, that's what the F stands for. <laughs> uh, all right. And the, quickly, the last few things. Uh, I watched Michael Bay's new movie, Ambulance. It's, did uh, you know? 
I did. <laughs> and uh, it was all right. It's fun. Like, uh, it's, it's a silly plot with a lot of cool visuals. So, and Jake Gyllenhaal is doing something special in that movie. Yeah, that's for sure. Is he, is he he's Gyllenhaal like, he, he's like going crazy Gyllenhaal, like crazy town Gyllenhaal in that movie. Like better than Mysterio crazy? Yeah, like Mysterio, but like cranked to 10. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was fun. Like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the trailers or anything, but they do a lot of cool like uh, FPV drone shots in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's all over the movie. I would Imagine say I'll probably will wait for HBO Max or something. I mean, I guarantee you, if you catch it on TV, you'll you'll be entertained. Yeah. I, I have uh, a season pass with Alamo, so I, I went and saw it for pretty much nothing. Uh, and then uh, finally, I got a chance to go to advanced screening to the unbearable weight of massive talent. You went to oh, the- you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait a minute, what happened to George? He's gone now. I'm what sorry. I didn't realize there was such a con- contention <laughs> with everyone here. Uh, it's great. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I- that's all I can say. Okay, I, got a que- I got a question. Who's crazier in the movie? Nick Pascal or Nick it's- Cage? I haven't even seen it. That's Nick Cage. Well, no. So I don't know how to explain this to you. Nick Cage, Nick's, Nick Cage persona of Nick Cage is the craziest Nick Cage. If that makes any sense. You no. make perfect sense. If you watch the movie, you'll get it. But I'm trying to see it, man. I'm so jealous you got to see it early. Huh? Does it come out this weekend? I'm not sure if it's this May weekend 15th. or next. What? May 15th. I thought it was May. April 22nd. No, I've had it on my calendar for months. May 15th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's really good. It's funny. Uh, the movie really sings when Pedro Pascal and uh, Nicolas Cage are together. But when they're not on the screen, the movie just kind of like uh, is just kind of like barely propelling forward. There is like this weird subplot of like uh, of, like some kind of like CIA thing going on. And that's really like the worst part of the movie. But Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal make everything totally worth it. Uh, they know what they were doing when they were getting Nick Cage to do the jokes about himself in this. Um, and he's hamming it up. He's playing into it. And he, there's also some really good sincere moments that prove like, shit, Nick Cage can act. I have good news for you, Justin. It comes out April 20th. It's this weekend. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night. I guess I had it wrong on my calendar, but yeah, I'll be seeing it. Maybe, as soon maybe as that was a previous date and it got bumped up. It might we be. should all go it. we should all go see it Sunday then when, we're, when we have time. Uh, I would love to go see it again. So if y'all don't see it this week, I'll go next week. Um. All right. Very cool, guys. Uh, real quick before we get into our topic, uh, I know we've both been we've George and I've been playing a video game. Uh, let's talk about Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. That game. I'm is so addicting. It's all I've been playing. It's really good looking too. I think um, it's the best Lego game they've ever made so far. Yeah, that there was like a two year delay on that game too. But um, did you get the deluxe version with all the like DLC and all that? I think so. I'm not sure. Probably. You, you'll get all the characters and stuff. I just downloaded like the solo pack and the Rogue One pack tonight, and the classic. Maybe I didn't buy that version. There's a classic pack too that just came out today, where the characters look like they did when the when the first Star Wars Lego set came out. They're all yellow and shit. Oh, nice! It's pretty funny. Yeah, um, it's very cool. I don't know if I got that version or not. 
I am a I'm a when it when it comes to these type of games, these are what I'm I, I'm addicted to them. I will 100 percent everything on these games and just play it nonstop. So I'm playing uh, through the storyline first, and then my mm-hmm. thought was to go back and then you know free play everything. Yep. Uh, but I'm starting from release order as opposed to chronological order. Uh, okay, I did four, five, and six. Now I'm on. I believe I'm I'm almost to the end of eight. And then I'm going to oh, do, wow. yeah, then we'll do nine and one, two, three, one, two, three. I'm like, okay. Uh, I did four, five and six and I'm now on, uh, finishing up episode three. Okay. So are they good? Are they okay? Yeah. They're fun. I, you know, they, uh, whiz by all the, the crappy plot lines <laughs> in the movie. So you okay. don't notice it at all. That's, that's about right. So this game is so much fun. Um, the Mandalorian pack is really cool. Uh, I didn't get, even know there was a Mandalorian pack. Yeah, you get you get a, Ma- a Mando, and it has like a little baby Grogu in like the the little baby Fanny carrier pack. thing. Oh, yeah. cool! And it just floats around next to you and w- makes weird noises and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, the other game I'm playing is been on my Switch, the new Kirby in the Forgotten Land. This game is really good. I think it's the best Kirby game I've ever played. It's like a, it's more of a. The last Kirby game I played was on uh, X or no, uh, Game Boy. Yeah, these. I mean, I've always liked them. They're always fun. They're not super difficult, but they're just a lot of fun. Um, and this one's definitely like that. It's 3D. Um, some of the powers are really cool. There's this weird thing where you could um, you can suck up different elements, like different p- things in the environment, like. Uh, one of them is like a, a fan, like a giant fan, and there's like puzzle elements involved with that. There's a lot of really cool things in this game. It's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, anybody else been playing any other games? That's it, man. Just that mobile game I was talking about before. Q. I actually downloaded that. Yeah, I played it. Right. I I started playing it uh, when uh, at your recommendation. Uh, and used your little code thing, but I, I played it like one day, and I just I haven't I haven't spent the time on figuring out like the best way to play. But it's a cute little game. I, yeah, it's it, fun. I've been playing uh, a game called Necro Merger, um, <laughs> phone another phone game. It's uh, the it's the same developer who made another game that I've been playing earlier that was Idle Apocalypse, where you're a cult leader who is trying to build a, an evil tower to summon demons and destroy the world. But everyone in your cult is inept and the demons that you summon are also kind of inept. <laughs> and so you have to keep doing this over and over again. So you'll trigger an apocalypse and it fails. So then you have to start over. But every time you start over, you start with, you start further along. Um, so they have this new game out. Um, I think it's in I don't even think it's fully released yet, but I got an invite for it because I played the other one. And it's similar where you're like a cult leader who's trying to summon this like Cthulhu creature, but you do and it's tiny. And so you have to create an army of monsters to feed to it, to make it bigger. Oh, tiny Cthulhu. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds cool. Wow. All right. So let's move on. We, uh, there's a movie that we have not talked about yet. We've all seen it, and this leads into our topic of the evening. Uh, we're going to talk about movies that are based on heavy metal or include some kind of homage or tribute to heavy metal. You know, 
So the first one we're going to talk about is uh, a Netflix movie called Metal Lords. Um, so this movie was was written directed by the guys who did Game of Thrones. What? And, yeah. DB and Weiss. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes, sir. No way. Um, totally. Look it up, dude. I'm looking it um, up right now. I I was afraid of this movie from the preview that I saw. I thought it was going to be oh, this is done by a. Uh, Somebody who I know, somebody that likes heavy metal, and this is you know, this is a heavy metal movie. But it had a good. I felt it. It it, it dealt with. Oh, it's written from one of the writers. Yeah. Oh well, wow, that's still impressive. <laughs> uh, it treated heavy metal in, uh, I think, in a good way. It was a, it was it was funny. Um, there was elements of like, like childhood. It's one, in there. Things, it's one of those things that we've talked about before as like a gateway that some yeah. regular person might watch this and be like, I actually kind of like this music. Let me look more into it. Oh, the show <laughs> movie gave me a list. Let me look these songs up. Like, yep. you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's a movie for that. Yeah, for sure. It's not quite a, you know, a death gasm where it's like, you know, totally a love letter to the hardest heavy metal stuff, but like, it's a love letter to heavy metal and uh, you know, it's definitely accessible to the public too, which I think is cool. It's a, yeah, it's a very accessible comedy movie with heavy metal in it. And you don't see that a lot. They usually, when, when people talk about heavy metal, they are usually making fun of it. You know what I mean? And this yeah. movie does not do that. I think, um, I mean, it did, but it did it in a way that's like, this is being made fun of by somebody who knows what it is, who's familiar yeah. with it. And it's who the people on the outside. He understood or... the material. What's up? Yeah. The guy understood the material is what y'all were saying. Yeah. Yeah. You can, and you can, it, I think that shows, I think that it, yeah. it shows that uh, the, the people who make this movie understand the music that they're, that they're using. I think that comes through. Uh, they, they know how to do that better than they know how to make a movie. <laughs> So the, did y'all do y'all know what the, the homework list? The I have the homework list here. The homework list in the movie is War Pigs from Black Sabbath, Ace of Spades from Motorhead, Trooper yep. from Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. but the live version exclusively. Ace is high. Which, which live version? It says the Trooper live version. It's got to be uh, live after death. Is the only one that matters. Uh, Ace is High by Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. Exciter, Judas Priest, Unchained by Van Halen, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Metallica, mm-hmm. Holy Driver by Dio, Mr. Mm-hmm. Brownstone by Guns N' Roses, gross. Uh, Holy, actually not song. Holy, Holy Wars by Megadeth, no. War Ensemble by Slayer, I'm Broken by Pantera, Ratatamata by Sepultura, yep. Killing in the Name of, uh, Rage yeah, Lost Me There. Uh, I am the Black Wizard by Emperor. Okay. Uh, social Cycle Social by Slipknot. Schism by Tool. Mm. New Millennium uh, by Mashugana or Mashuga. Mashuga. Yeah. Uh, the Leper Affinity uh, by Opeth. Opeth. Blood and Thunder mm. by Mastodon. Cool. Laid to Rest by Lamb of God. Hail to the King by Avenged Sevenfold. Nope. And Effont Sauvage by Gojira and. Moged by Clib Talk. Wait, what? So, yep. the last one? Moged or Mode? Mood? I don't know how to pronounce it. M J O D by Kevlar Talk. Kevlar Talk. Federlock. Whatever. Kevlarak. Federlock. It's not that hard. Kevlarak. Hey, I don't speak Swedish. Metal. 
<laughs> or Norwegian, no, whatever the fucking language this is. Whether or not you like all the bands on that list, uh, you can agree that it's a pretty good, all-encompassing, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing they're missing is Cannibal Corpse. Like, I mean, it covers pretty much, you know... A wide variety of lists of, there. Of metal. Missing, missing a little prog and a little power metal on there, but... Yeah, but I mean, you know, nobody wants power metal, Carrie. That's the thing. This is a this is a high school kid who still hasn't discovered everything, you know. Uh, I mean, they they show a lot of Anthrax in it. They like the when they when she was like learning stuff, she was watching videos and stuff. Uh, not to spoil anything, but there's some cool cameos in this movie that were that were pretty cool. I wish it was a little. Bit, I wish that scene was a little bit longer. But yeah, um, my favorite scene was when they uh, interviewed the first bass player. I haven't seen them very yet. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. I know I've known people like that. The kid, uh, I, I was watching him like the drummer kid was really good. Um, oh well, they like, have uh, Scott Ian in this movie. You haven't watched it yet, George? No, I, I haven't seen it. The trailer didn't really interest me, so I didn't watch it. I thought you had watched it. No, I have not seen it. Well, then you can't talk about it. Um, it's better than a bubble. Yeah, much better than the it, bubble. I, there's not much that is better than the bubble, so I can the, imagine. So the drummer, the kid drummer, uh, the I kid was right trying. Was, I was, yeah, he was stuttering, stuttering Bill. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in, he was in it. Mm-hmm. Bill, yeah. I was like, wow. I, I was trying to recognize who it was, but see, my question was, was whether he actually knew how to drum before this movie started making, or or if he like learned for the movie because he learned. He did a good job of faking it. It was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, the 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 like sequences of him learning how to play metal drums were that was pretty fun. Like, yeah, those sequences, like that, the montage sort of stuff of him <laughs> listening to the music and learning to play along, that was enjoyable. He did that pretty quickly, though. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> you have if to they were gonna, if they were gonna have any other movie to do, they were gonna have to do it like that. So. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Agreed. Um, I'm just saying. Took me much longer. Apparently, there's an official playlist on Net- on uh, Spotify. Does not surprise me. And that's like I said. That's one more way to make metal more accessible to the masses. So, mm-hmm. very very cool gateway movie. I um, I, I I liked it. I mean, it's a it's a fun movie. It's not the best movie, but it's just I, I came out of it going, oh, that was that was cute. <laughs> it yeah. didn't it didn't what i was afraid of when i watched the movie when, when i watched the trailer and stuff it didn't hold the whole, whole heavy metal thing like they treated it right which was what i was afraid they were not going to do so i'm happy for that especially for a netflix movie like it could have very easily been like a cw type show uh with mm-hmm. like you know when they're talking about the heaviest metal possible, they're talking about Metallica. And, uh, you know, is that I, not I, the heaviest of heavy metal? I don't, I, I kind of thought, uh, you know, that might be the route they end up going, but they really, you know, tried hard to make it authentic and, uh, include like a lot of raw heavy metal. Yeah. Include a lot of real stuff. And yeah. I thought it was a, it was good for what it was. I mean, it's not my favorite movie or anything, but it was fun. It was fun just to look around on his on the wall on on the kid's room what he had. There was a lot of interesting things. <laughs> yeah, I all appreciated right. the music um, that they handled all of that stuff very well. The movie itself was not very good though. Like it's the story that 
the story didn't make any sense. Um, and then like stuff happens. It's like, where, I don't know. The plot didn't, the plot did not work at all. And I had some other issues with it as well. Like it was okay at best as far as like an actual movies. I liked it for the music. I enjoyed how Mm -hmm. they handled all of that stuff and the culture around it and everything. But like the movie itself, David not just finished problem. watching the bubble when he started watching this because I had I had watched the bubble the night before so this was a huge the bubble is terrible don't, don't waste your time Dave <laughs> but so this was a palate cleanser then definitely okay <laughs> I can see that but I yeah I mean I came I came out of it just being like oh okay um, I had some issues with how they represented some stuff in the movie and. Uh, that the plot, the way, how they got to where they got at the end of the movie, like all of the character development seems to happen off screen in this movie. And that, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, so I guess we've grown as a person at some point along that we, none of us got to see. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't really like that. Hey man, uh, that's how hormones work. <laughs> It was, I don't know, it was weird. I don't think it was a very, they didn't tell the story effectively in this movie. It was fun, but it was bad storytelling. I'll agree with that. You know what, we know what was not bad storytelling. The next next movie on our list, Deathgasm. Deathgasm's great. Deathgasm, <laughs> to me, is probably one of the best heavy metal movies. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cause it, I haven't watched it, it in a while. I need to go back and watch it. I don't actually own it. I need to. It's on Netflix. It has, it has the same so. authentic love of the... It has the same authentic love of the material, uh, but it's a better movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's funnier, and it's easier. It it makes sense. <laughs> there's a, there's a story... Horror is the better vehicle for telling a heavy metal movie anyways, because and I mean, telling like a, you know, kid romance story that has like some coming of age elements and things like that. Yeah, it worked. It was okay. It was fine. But like heavy metal and horror have always kind of gone hand in hand. It's just deathgasm is the, you know, the pinnacle of that we've achieved so far. And it's uh, hmm? peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. Exactly. It's a great movie, and if you like horror and you like metal and you've never seen it, you absolutely must watch it. I remember uh, I told I just finished watching that movie when I met Catherine for the first time, and she we were just talking while we were dating, and she asked me, "So what movie are you watching? What what movies do you really like right now?" And I said, "Oh, you don't really don't want me to tell you." She's like, "No, no, I really want you to tell me what you're thinking about." And I said, "All right, this is a movie called Deathgasm, and like I know it's not going to be like for everyone, but." There's a scene where they kill people with dildos. <laughs> you know, the fact that she stu- stayed with me after that. and she went, true love. She went Maybe and watched it on why. her own. Yeah, she went Maybe and watched it on her own. <laughs> she went and watched it on her own. The next day she was like, yeah, that's, that's not a very good movie. She didn't like it very much. <laughs> if you are listening to the show and you are a fan of heavy metal and most likely horror movies, you have not watched Deskasm. Oh, absolutely it. do so. It's it's like if someone took the Evil Dead 2 and mushed it with a heavy metal album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Totally There's agree. also a few other good uh, like 
horror heavy metal movies. There's a bunch. I have a whole list. Yeah, I have a list here as well. One, some of my favorites though, like two, my two favorites besides Deathgasm is Trick or Treat that came out in the eighties. Oh yeah, great soundtrack on that. Dude, it's a great movie. Me and Dave saw it together in theaters yeah. when we went to go see Deathgasm. Yeah, that's right. They were doing like a a, a double feature. Movie. It was a triple feature because they did. Oh, that's the, right. Uh, the gate the, as well. The gate. The gate was the other. Which one is there. also another favorite of mine. <laughs> yeah, the gate's fantastic. Which is about like a metal nerd who figures out how to kill the demons by reading the back of a metal album. Yep. <laughs> Sounds normal to me. <laughs> and then uh, there's uh, Lords of Chaos, which came out recently. I still I haven't like seen that Lords one. What you say, Dave? I said I still haven't seen that one. I've read the oh, really? book Lords of Chaos like three or four times, but yeah, it's, it's very much a drama instead of a horror. I mean, there's horror elements in it, but it's very much more of a drama. It's great. I mean, it's not a movie you're going to want to watch, you know, a whole lot of times. But it's not a fun time, it. that's for sure. Well, no, there are fun moments in it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very interesting. Um, I mean, I already knew the story going in to watch it. We talked about that before on the episode right after we did see it, Carrie. But yeah. uh, it's, it, you know, it's such an interesting story. And those guys were so fucking crazy. Um, you know, if you don't know anything about Mayhem, maybe look them up before you watch the movie. But uh, <laughs> or not, and be surprised. Or not, and be really surprised. But just, you know, it's not a easy movie to watch in places. It's streaming somewhere too, isn't it? It's on Hulu, I'm I think. Sure, it's on Amazon and Hulu, I think. Yeah. Uh, also, along the same lines, until the light takes us is a really like interesting. I've never heard of that one. It's a documentary. I didn't, documentary. I didn't even really think about that because I wasn't thinking of documentaries. I was thinking of yeah, me too. Like, yeah. Well, I've got a whole list. Let me run down my movies then, so we can. All right. So heavy trip. Oh, heavy yeah. trip. That's a great one. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, Sound that's of like Metal. Region movie, right? Yeah, it's Norwegian, I think. Sound of Metal is not a metal movie. It, it kind of is. It's a, it's a punk rock adjacent at well, best. I mean, I have Green Room on my list, too, so that's punk rock metal adjacent, too. Yeah, I, so. I have a list of movies that are rock adjacent. They're not specifically metal. So, okay. well, How do you feel about Airheads? Airheads is definitely a heavy metal movie. Yeah, Airheads right. is definitely oh, a on. heavy metal movie. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Airheads is one of my top ten movies. I love it. That, that makes a lot of sense, Gary. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a it. fun. It's a fun <laughs> movie. Um, it is one of my favorite movies. If you if you dislike Airheads, you're wrong. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a few. It's, one of the few good Adam Sandler movies. And Brendan Fraser is a delight in that movie. Brendan Fraser is a delight. That's right. <laughs> uh, the Dirt came out ago on Netflix. The uh, Motley Crew. I've never watched that. Oh no, dude. I'm not saying it's good. I'm talking about heavy metal movies oh, in general. Okay. Oh, I thought. Okay. Is it, is it good? Has anyone seen it? I watched it. It had its moments. Um, That's all I remember about it. You know, like the Ozzy snorting ants and stuff was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. And <laughs> drinking piss off the ground. <laughs> uh, there's there's weird stuff, but it's definitely a heavy metal movie. Um, if you like Motley Crue, that's definitely one to check out. I guess. Okay. Uh, what if I don't like Motley Crue? Like, <laughs> you might not. Your, 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 your mileage may vary, Dave. Uh, the Devil's Candy. Have you seen that one, George? 
No. Is that a heavy metal movie? Oh yeah. I'm trying to. Re- oh, you know what? I haven't seen this movie. I, I was thinking of a different movie. Never mind. I think of Brain it's, Candy. It's an art. It's an artsy horror movie about these people who move into a house and like the dad slowly loses his mind. He's like a painter, um, and he finds an old guitar and like he, you know, he used to know heavy metal stuff. And he starts playing that, and there's like this creepy guy that comes around. It's the whole soundtrack is is metal, um, okay. but it's it's a, it's a descent into madness story. It's pretty good. Um, it's not great, like, but it's pretty like good. kind of. Yeah, it's very similar to that, okay. but no ghosts. It's just uh, the guy losing his mind slowly. And it's not really explained why either. Uh, you can't talk about heavy metal movies without talking about heavy metal. Oh, you cannot. We're <laughs> talking about the animated movie heavy metal. The animated movie heavy metal. There is no heavy metal in the heavy metal movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> what movie? What heavy metal songs are in that? Like 1984, dude. That's what. That's when. That's heavy metal right there. I don't remember a single heavy metal song in that movie. Now, it, also, I have not seen that movie since high school, so that might have something to do with it. I just remember I mean, a really hot chick on a dinosaur. In 1981, then, I'm talking. 1981. And then there was also a thing that was definitely an inspiration for Fifth Element in there. I just remember the South Park homage to heavy metal. The, the that's that's I mean, yeah, right. I mean, for 1981, dude, this was like, this was like early years of heavy metal, you know? Oh, yeah. So, the soundtrack included Boy, Blue Oyster Cult, Stevie yep. Nicks, Journey, Cheap Trick, <laughs> Grand Funk Railroad, uh, Nazareth, Sammy Hagar. Like, it's not the most metal of soundtracks. Thank you. Thank you, Dave, for coming to my rescue on this one. Yeah. Okay, it's metal uh, that Devo, on Devo was on there. Um, Devo's not metal, but... Um, it's 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 metal adjacent. It's metal that used to get played on V Rock all the time. Like when, you, <laughs> hey, when you're when your dad we're was about, uh, we're talking about heavy metal movies, and honestly, you know this list is about it. There's only like 25 of them on this list. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spinal Tap. I was about to say. Oh shit! I didn't one of my number one. one. That's number one right there, dude. That's the best heavy metal movie of all time. Goes I up still have not seen that movie from beginning to end. What? It's you only like an hour minutes. <laughs> I, I I get really bored halfway through, and I just stop watching. The middle is the worst part, but you got to power through it. I guess. We'll think. We'll see. It's not available to stream anywhere, so that's not happening anytime soon. All right. Well, another comedy, uh, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Wait, that was another one I was going to mention. That's definitely metal adjacent. Is yeah, definitely I saw that Tenacious D. I did too. I've seen it like a hundred times. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> I watched it on TV. Any movie well. where Dave Grohl plays the devil to have a drum battle. I'm I'm there for that. And we also haven't mentioned Studio Six Six. We'll get yet. there. Yeah, that was that was next on the list. Uh, I watched that over the weekend too. Um, Dave Grohl segue. It's a lot better than you will expect it to be going in. It's a lot better than it should be. It's a lot better than it should be. Absolutely, it's a lot of fun. It's it's bad in a great way. Um, the the kills are really cool. The the yeah. music is cool. The yeah. everything about that movie, you could tell it was like they're even I saw an interview with Dave and uh, he was talking about like, when we started doing this movie, we just thought we were just going to fuck around and just do this thing. 
and he's like, it turned into a real movie. It's a real good movie. It's a it look. He's like, it looks like a movie. I'm like yeah. it does. It's like a movie. It, it, yeah, it does look like a movie. Well, also on the Jack Black run, there's also School of Rock, which yeah, is School of Rock. It's adjacent. Rock adjacent. There's, yeah, rock. there's some metal songs in there. Yeah, there's some. I, I say yeah. that I, I say that counts. I say it counts. In that in that Empire Records count because there's metal in that movie. Is there really? about music? Mm, Is there I'm metal in on that one? I thought it was just whole, grunge music. Yeah, it's like grunge. Come on, bro. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll give you a maybe on that one. But you I know mean, what's more, you know what's more metal than that? I think Wayne's World is probably way more metal than that. That's probably true. Yeah, I I've been listening to this podcast. Um, it's uh, uh, David Spade uh, and oh god, what's his name? Mike Myers, um, Dana Carvey. Thank you, Dana Carvey. Um, interviewing all the people from the past of of doing like SNL and all that. And they had Rob Lowe on one episode. David <laughs> David Spade and Rob Lowe talking about Tommy Boy, and then Dana Carvey and Rob Lowe reminiscing about record uh, filming Wayne's World. It's so cool. It's totally worth it. Yeah, I can imagine. Word. Um, a lot of words, Ted. <laughs> continuing on my list, uh, Dead Ant. Did you guys I've, never that seen, I've never seen that one. Is that the one where the band goes on tour and giant ants start attacking? Uh, yes. Okay. I have not yeah. seen it, but I've seen the trailer. Yeah, it's actually not a bad movie. It's not great or anything, but it has some good moments in it. It looks like a sci-fi movie, like a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, glam metal, right? No, they're not glam metal. They're, they're, they're like, uh, you know, they're like Norwegian metal. Norwegian. It's not really like black metal or anything, though, or even death metal. It's just like heavy metal kind of stuff. But they're uh, they're like trying to go across country and all hell breaks loose with like sci-fi ants and stuff it was pretty i mean it's it's not great but it's fine that sold me right there uh i think he plays the manager actually (laughs) probably you ever see hesher with uh yeah with uh joseph godin levitt i mean it's not has nothing to do with metal music but there's metal music in it yeah there's a lot of music in there yeah yeah a lot of metallica if i'm not mistaken uh yeah there was a fair amount (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, the rocker, the with, rocker, uh, yeah, Ray uh, Wilson, the dude from The Office, yeah. Metal I, I did not watch that movie because it had the dude from The Office in it. Really? <laughs> I liked it. I like Ray I Wilson. Never, I never think of him as the guy from The Office. To me, he's always the guy from House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, <laughs> there was a segue there. Do you speaking, like that? Speaking House of, of metal movies, House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses. Well, speaking of, of, you know, all of Rob Zombie's movies would fall into this list because he put a shitload of heavy metal into his Halloween remakes. He put it into, yeah. you know, every movie he's made has had a fair amount. So Rob Zombie just kind of one of all-encompassing things on my, my list. There you go. Uh, let's see. Doomstar Requiem. I was going to mention that. The the, the finale oh, of Metallica. Gonna... Or uh, oh. Metalocalypse, sorry. Okay. It's great. I liked that. it. It's yeah, it's good. barely it's a, a movie, piece. but it's great. <laughs> I love Doomstar Requiem. It's you know, it's not the full ending we were promised, but it was about as good as we hoped that we could get. You know, we're supposedly getting one more. Well, he's been saying that forever, but I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I'll be really happy if it ever does. Um, yeah, 
I love Metalocalypse, and I feel like the story in this was really good. The music in this was really good. It's all great. His best stuff in Doomstar Requiem. It's really funny. Uh, great metal stuff. So if you've never seen Metalocalypse uh, and you what like you heavy metal at all, it's something you must watch. <laughs> what are you doing on this show if you have not seen it? What about a couple movies that you have to talk about movies that have rock in their title? Uh, Rockstar and then Detroit Rock City. I was going to mention Detroit Rock City because no one else has brought it up. I, I really, I really I love that on, movie. I put it on the list. I hate, I, I despise Kiss, but I like the movie mm-hmm. Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City <laughs> is so much fun. Especially, it, it's hard to say because Edward Furlong was a disaster in it, but it's a, it's, it's a great movie. Edward Furlong is a disaster. He became a disaster during that movie. Or you didn't have to say in this movie. <laughs> just didn't need that qualifier. <laughs> no rock star, um, you guys. Also, the I feel like a big one that we are missing here is the Bill and Ted trilogy here. Yeah, yeah. Like That's all true. three, all three Bill and Ted, especially the second one. Is that really heavy metal, though. Very. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. Especially the second one. Yeah, they go to hell. I mean, they go to hell and fight the devil. (laughs) They hang out with death. I mean, yeah, they they gamble with death and they become best friends. I mean, if you can get death in your band, that's pretty fucking metal. Station, man, fucking station. What about Ghost Go Back to Rockstar? Did everybody seen that? Right? See what? Uh, Rockstar. It was loosely. It was the um, uh, Mark Wahlberg movie, loosely based on. Uh, It's a little bit. Yeah, I saw that once a long time ago. I think it's a fun movie. I think it's I think it's a perfectly enjoyable movie. Yeah, like what's it. that one movie where it's like a uh, like a jukebox rock movie with uh, Tom Cruise? Rock of Ages. Oh, That's never what it's seen called. That. It's a it's a movie with rock in the title. Is it, is it heavy metal though? I don't know. I I've, no. I've never seen it. I just knew. No. It was, I just know it exists, and it was a Broadway show at one time. I know they that. Pick up in the movie. I think they do. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> That's it. I'm out. Uh, what about Almost Famous? No one's talking about that. Well, is that a metal movie or? It's it's metal adjacent. It's rock. At, at best, it's rock. Yeah, early seventies rock adjacent. Yeah, at best. Good movie though. It's great. I like it a lot. So, like any, I said, there's only about twenty five to thirty movies on this list. <laughs> I'm about to say any more, any more movies that we missed, guys. <laughs> we start reaching. The only one on my list that we didn't talk about was Repo: The Genetic Opera, uh, which I've is never, I've never seen uh, that. It's, I, it's, it's it's fun. I don't know that I'd even consider it metal adjacent though. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It was more goth and industrial adjacent. It, it is. It is more goth and industrial music. I agree with that. Um, but industrial is kind of metal adjacent. I feel like so. I don't I know. Look at Nine Inch Nails. I guess. And we totally we're totally skipping over. Like we we did talk about documentary, but uh, there's so many really good heavy metal do- documentaries that are out there. Uh, I mean, if recently we're documentaries we're gonna have like hundreds. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I just recently watched the uh the Life of Agony documentary rented that. And that's it's so it's so cool. I've been a huge fan of them for a long time, but um it really focuses on on the band and then like uh you, you know Mina Caputo's like 
transition and all that. It's a really good movie to watch. What, what about really... Metallica? Some kind of monster. Never watched it. I I was that the okay. Which is the one? No, that maybe that's the one I did see. That's the one where that's Lars the one where they go to where they go to therapy. Yeah. Okay, I've seen that then. Yeah. They, yeah. Didn't they do a live concert v- movie and they had like this weird movie yeah, a couple years ago? Yeah, they did. I was thinking of, but yeah. Okay. I never I never saw that one either. But <laughs> monster, I believe that's where my Metallica fandom just stopped completely. It's, it's, stopped. Where, it's where it died for you, it huh? Died in that movie because I'm a huge Trujillo fan. I I'll, I loved him in Suicidal, Infectious Grooves. But okay, there's that one scene where Lars is trying to sell a painting at, at some gallery and he bitches and moans that his painting only sold for one million dollars. And that was the moment I knew I'm like, okay, excuse me. Dave has a bone pick with you, Lars. I do indeed. <laughs> that was that was like the yeah. moment where I unfanned of Metallica. Is that, a, is that even a word? But I'm using. It. Uh, well, also, what does it help that 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 we're making the the worst album of all time while making that documentary? No, the ones after that were the worst ones of all time. All the ones after that. Uh, that's not true. Saint Anger no. is still the worst. Saint Anger is still the worst. Yeah, Saint, Saint Anger worst. is terrible. Death by Magnetic. Magnetic has a few redeeming songs on it. Yeah, the, that's the exactly what I was going to say. Has has a lot of good stuff on it, um, mm-hmm. but. Everything between Saint Anger and those two is not great, but Saint Anger is by far the worst. Like it does not have a listenable song on it. No, even the ones that are kind of listenable are not listenable. They're, no, there's they're, the sound, the production value on it is garbage. On top of the songs being bad, it's just not listenable. It's no. terrible. All right. Well, if you guys out there are listening and we've missed one of your favorite heavy metal movies. Let us know if we haven't seen it. We would like to see it. Yeah, I would really um, like to know because there ain't that much to choose from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, email us at msrcast at gmail.com. Find us on all the social medias at Metal Geeks. Let us know. Come talk about it in the Metal Geek Society on Facebook. We'll probably do a post about this and uh, talk about our favorite heavy metal movies there too. So join all us. Right. Real quick, everyone. All right. Your favorite heavy metal movie so we can wrap up the segment. Carrie, you go. I- uh, can I pick two? One. Just gotta pick one out of all the, everything we talked about. Airheads. Is what? Airheads. Air, airheads. Justin. I'm gonna go Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Dave. Before we started this bit, I would have because I, I didn't have all this stuff in my head. But as we've talked about it, I think my answers probably ought to be the Bill and Ted movies. Okay. Your man after my own heart. I love it. Just to be different, I'm going to choose something else. I'm going to choose The Gate. It's my uh, second favorite, so I'm going with that. Very cool. All right. Uh, segue, let's talk about heavy metal. Let's talk about George hating metal. So yeah. We're, we're going to get into, uh, Justin, what have you picked out for us to enjoy? Uh, so this album actually came out Friday through a band called Sidon. S-A-I-D-A-N. Um, they're from the U.S., from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, melodic black metal with themes of Japanese horror. Um, they have a little bit of a punk element to them as well, which I really dig. It may not be for everybody, but I think George will enjoy that aspect of it at least. Um, and the song we're going to listen to is called 
Queen of the Haunted Dell. All right, we'll be right back. And we return, man. So, Justin, tell us a little bit more about the uh, the band we just heard. Uh, again, the band's name is Sidon. That's S-A-I-D-A-N. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, and this is their new album, which is called Onryo 2, Her Spirit Eternal. Um, definitely a lot of Japanese folklore-inspired stuff in here. Um, it's Blackens. That's melodic black metal with some thrash elements and some punk elements. And uh, Slayer in the song. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like there's some complex songwriting here. It, it kind of fluctuates between what it wants to be, and I really enjoy that in my music at least. Um, so if you, you want to check out something new that's pretty kick ass, I highly recommend this. All right, George, Georgie boy, what was your opinion of the song? Uh, I mean, it was interesting because it sounded more like a punk rock song with a like really loud screaming dude in the background. Um, in the background, it was all right. It's not for me, but it was okay. Not not something I would enjoy. Really? Yeah. I thought, uh, it sounds like something I think you would enjoy. No, I don't like the vocals on it, and mm. uh, like I said, it sounds more punk rock than anything, and I don't mind punk rock, but it's all right. Well, I tried to find something that was a little more kind of in the middle between my taste and George, <laughs> and this is what we got. <laughs> They should they should reach out to us really, and when they're looking for things to put on the album cover for like reviews, George Trips's Metal Geeks podcast. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> not not for me. I'm sure there's someone out there who would really like this, but it's not for me. It's all it's right. me. Yeah, I really like this. Yeah, I really liked this. Uh, this I really like first too. time listening to it. I I saw that you had made the recommendation in our chat earlier today, but this is my first time getting a chance to listen to it. Really. And I, I added it to my new releases playlist on the strength of that one song because I, cool. I thought it was it was cool. Uh, definitely very very punk rocky black metal for sure. And then some like some interesting uh, almost major tonality melody stuff going on in there, which is a little unexpected as well. So yeah, also, cool. also listening to it while we all listen to it on my headset may be hard to hear everything, so it's possibly I didn't have the best audio listening experience, but for what I heard, I didn't really like it. Give it another shot, maybe. Maybe you will learn to like it. I probably I won't, but let's, uh, let's say that I You will learn to like it. Let's <laughs> just say that I did, and I won't. Eventually, but, we'll find a band that George loves. <laughs> it's so, impossible. Uh, Touching on this subject, what have you been listening to? What have we been listening to? Let's talk about uh, like five bands or something like that. Let's keep it short. Five bands. Is that short? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I can go uh, first if no one else has wants to go first. Sure, George, go first. I'm pulling on my list. Uh, I listened to the new Kirk Hammett single. Okay. Not bad. It's pretty good. You're the only guy. 
yeah, I guess I'm the only one. I mean, it was on Spotify. It showed up on my recommended, and I have not heard it yet. Isn't it's only it one. Up? It's only it's an instrumental track that's Orchestral, pretty good, isn't it? Uh, some of it is, part? not all of it. Okay. Some of it is. Uh, the new Jack White album. You know, if you're into the Jack White music, I only know Jack Black. Oh uh, well, this is Jack White. So oh. the other guy. Also Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> Always. And. Um, let me see. What else have I been listening to? Uh, the white stripes, right? Huh? You didn't hear the white stripes? He created the white stripes with the the other chick. Though I, I think they were married. I'm not sure. Don't don't hold me to that. I always thought that was his sister. That's I awesome. thought it was his sister. All right. I don't know. I know they, they were in a band together at one point. girlfriend. What's the difference? What's the difference? Okay. <laughs> in some oh no, states, it wasn't. That doesn't uh, even- she was his uh, his his wife. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, really? I always thought it was his sister. Yeah. Me too. They look so um, alike. That's what it is. <laughs> really, they molded each other after one another. Uh, and I've been listening to this. Uh, I don't know if they're a new band, but there's this band called Caven. I've uh, been listening to their new album quite a bit. Caven. Yeah, Caven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been around twenty something years, really. Really? I didn't know that. One of the early uh, relapse bands back in the like, well, two thousand. Oh, it's not. Like, it's not a new album. It's two new singles that I've been listening to. Okay. I've been listening to that, and then I listened to some of their final transmission, which I thought was okay. All right. Very cool. What about you, you Dave? What's next? What have you been listening to? Um. Oh, and Halo um, Effect. Has anybody ever heard of Halo Effect? Oh, that's uh, the good in flames. The good in flames. Wow. <laughs> uh, they they came out with a new single, so I, I listened yep. to that and I thought that was pretty good. That's uh, has the singer from Dark Tranquility on that in that band, and the all the the good ex members of In Flames. So there you go. That's what they should have called themselves, the Good In Flames. That's what should they call the album. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if I've actually listened to it straight through, but uh, I'm enjoying a lot of the new the tracks off of the new Destruction album. Yeah. Uh, have you listened to that? Yeah, I have. The production's a little muddled, but the songs are really good. They they kick ass though. Like yeah. it's uh, it's pretty good shit. Um, I've been enjoying been enjoying that. Um, I listened to the the ill fated Dream Widow album a few times. Um, it's enjoyable. It is good. Uh, it's just man, what a what a terrible <sighs> note to release on. Not yeah. the day that he passed. Yeah. And we're, I was has, in the. Go ahead. I was gonna say it has made it a little bit harder to get into. Like mm-hmm. it, it has tainted it a little bit. His Dave, one of those vocal styles on this on this album, we were trying to pinpoint. It's sort of like that little like like Seattle grungyish thing, and it, my wife is the one to point it out. She's like, "It sounds like Scott Weiland, some type of pilots." I'm like, "Oh yeah, it does." There's elements of that on one, um, but the songs don't sound like it. But his vocal style, you know, <clears throat> but there's some good stuff on that album. Yeah, um, I'm still enjoying the new Ghost album. It's it does what Ghost albums do for me, which is they take some time to get into, and then 
they get better the more I listen to them. I still don't think this is their best release, but it's it's good. I like it. I'm in the same boat. I think it's a good album, but not a great album. It's probably yeah. the the fourth best of theirs. Um, yeah. And really, it might be higher if it wasn't for that goddamn 20 song. Um, <laughs> I actually like that song, dude. <laughs> Like, I don't know why I, I do. I think I understand what they're trying to do with that song, but it is very weird. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't like that song at all, and it, it really like takes me out of the album. Like, yeah, if that song didn't exist, it would probably be much higher for me. But I think that album takes me out of the album. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm actually every time one of the uh, the tracks from the new Dark Funeral rolls up on my playlist, I'm really enjoying it. Again, that's one I don't think I've listened to straight through, but mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it in pieces. It's great. Um, it just gets monotonous. That's the problem. That's always been Dark Funeral's problem. Um, like, it starts off so strong, and it ends really strong. It's just the middle. You get lost. Okay. Maybe that's what... See, that's what I said. I've been listening to it in pieces, and I'm enjoying it that way. Yeah. Um, the new Allegiant, I still think, is very, very good. Yes, um, totally. I, I'm still enjoying A Pale December. I that I'm I'm enjoying a lot. What is it? A Pale, Pale December. I recommended that last time. It's very good. Um, and uh, continuing to grow on me is the new uh, self-titled Zealand Ardor. Uh, I I like it, um, which I'm surprised to hear myself saying. <laughs> um, I'm also enjoying still, uh, I don't know exactly how they pronounce their name, uh, Male or Mal or Mal. There was like the little umlaut thing. Mala. Mala. Um, kind of like, it's like sort of new wave British heavy metal, speed metal ish, mm-hmm. kind of. It's good. It's, I think it's good songwriting and the guitar playing, and it's a lot of fun. I will too. be hearing a lot of that stuff at Hell's Heroes this weekend. That, that yep. style you just described. Yep. <laughs> um, cool. What about Justin? What about oh, you? Oh, I was also going to mention yeah. uh, that uh, I know that a lot of y'all aren't really fans, but uh, Tool released a re-recording of the song "Opiate." Oh, really? Um, I did. And hmm. it's 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 good, and it's better than anything that was on Fear Inoculum. So, I never listened to that. It was not a good album. (laughs) Fear Inoculum was rough. It was not a good album. It was boring as hell. It just sounded like tracks they were going to use for uh, 10,000 Days and decided not to use. Basically, yeah. I was expecting... I I like some of Tool's stuff, but that last album was just bad. I like them quite a bit, and so when they spent 15 years between albums, I would have expected more. Uh, It was... Speaking of industrial metal bands that have waited a long ass time between albums, uh, Stabbing Westward is the first band to talk about. Wait, what? They made another really? album? Uh, Stabbing Westward's back after like 25 years, I think. And it's really good um, if you like Stabbing Westward because it sounds exactly like their old stuff did. I do, actually. Cool. Um, I'll check that out, actually. I, I was really impressed with it. Um, and it took me right back to feeling like I was in high school. I was about to say, like, your high school self is being really happy right now. I, I have enjoyed it. I've gone back to it several times. I mean, it, it may not make my best of into the year list, but it's a really fun trip down nostalgia lane. Um, moving on, what is probably going to end up being my album of the year, if not top three, uh, the new Cavane album, The Great Below. That's it really is a really good, good album. 
it is the best black metal album of the year so far, like in undisputably. And it has like, Jeff Loomis on it from Nevermore. There's a lot of great black metal that's come out this year. Like so many bands that I've just I'm in love with their stuff, but Cavane has just leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. It's insane how good this album is. Uh, Fall of Roros is another really good one. Bleg oh, I, is a really I good one. one. But I like the name. Yeah, Fall of Roros, R-A-U-R-O-S. Oh, I know. It's from Lord of the Rings. That's yeah. why I'm interested. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll dig that. Um, uh, Tome, Tome of the Unreplenished is a pretty good post-black metal band. Uh, really ambient kind of stuff. I'm really digging that. Uh, this White Mountain is another um, atmospheric black metal album that came out this past week. It's great. Ad Fenum Omnia is one of my favorite albums of the last probably month and a half, two months. Um, it's black and death metal. Really, really top-notch stuff. Uh, let's see. The new Manigarm album is pretty fun if you like Manigarm. Good, yeah. Uh, the new Incandescence album is pretty solid. And then the Sidon album we talked about today already. It's excellent from beginning to end. If you like that one track, you'll like the whole album for sure. Um, all right. So a couple things for me. I uh, The new Black Swan album, Generation Mind. If you like a little bit darker um, AOR sort of power metal-y stuff, uh, I really like this is the second album. This guy is with Robin McAuley and then Red Beach and then Jeff Pilson. Sort of an all-star band, but it's really, really cool. Um, let's see. The new Hollows is really good. It's very cool retro sounding. Um, I, I, I listened to that. I, I couldn't get into it. Oh, really? It yeah, it wasn't really working for me. I was um, excited because I like a lot of the like retro hard hmm. rock metal stuff that's been going on. But that one really wasn't working for me. I'm really still into that Agathodamon album. So I still good. need to listen to that. Agathodamon, Anaphelion, and Cavain are like the three big black metal releases of the last like three or four months. And I mean, those Anaphelion and Agathodamon were both killing it until that Cavain album came along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really, I, I'm still really digging the new Amorphous. I haven't. You know, I've been uh, preparing for. Uh, I actually listened to more podcasts recently in the car, driving, and audiobooks. And then I've been preparing for like Hell the Heroes and like the concert last week. So I haven't really listened to a lot of new, new music. So I need to, I need to devote a little bit more time to like finding some new stuff. I'm still spending a lot of time going back to that half album too. It's so yes. good. Half album. Oh, see, I haven't, really I haven't listened to that one yet either. If you like oh. the elite half album i can't decide which one's better like i don't really don't know how i'm gonna do my best self list this year <laughs> it's not even like halfway through the year yet uh it's crazy how much quality stuff has come out this year and how much crappy shit too oh yeah but there's less crappy shit this year than there was last year by a large margin <laughs> all right so uh let's move on let's talk about what's tickling our geek really quick and then let's wrap it up george what's tickling your geek this is your segment um, gosh, uh, the thing I was going to talk about already happened. So, uh, we were, when we were going to record this last week, I was prepared yep. now that it's I already happened all up by being a douche. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, so 
I don't really have anything particularly new. So if you want to come back around, I might have something for you. All right. Uh, Dave, what about you? What's tickling your geek? Um, uh, wrapping up the Sherwood season, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to having some bandwidth back because like, <laughs> it, it has been a phenomenal season. It's been it's great absolutely period. fantastic. And I am so fried. Uh, I'm ready for a break, and that break is going to include a trip to theme parks. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? But it it's not all really nailed down yet. Um, Texas theme parks or out of state? Out of state. Oh, most likely, yeah, most likely, most likely Florida, and most likely, oh. most most likely, mostly Universal and some uh, maybe Magic Kingdom. Nice. Most recent. Most recent discussions have been Universal and a day at Magic Kingdom. So yeah, I want to spend some more time in Universal. Last because the last trip we didn't go at all. So I've lost. Well, I hear a was, whole lot of people are canceling their reservations. So now might be a time to go. So to to Universal, to Disney World. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's been crazy fucking busy. I don't get me started on what I'm feeling about the that place right now. I'm very torn. <laughs> I'm still I, I'm still going. So yeah, I know. When when are you so, going? September. September. I. So this is going to be in a few weeks when we're going to go, and we haven't really nailed it all down yet. But like, I have to admit that like, fucking Bob Paycheck has sort of <laughs> taken the. Sh- He's <laughs> kind of taken the shine off of Disney World for me. A he, bit, he, I, have, I have to admit. It really it it's it's put a, a damper on a lot of things, the the crowds, how much everything has gone up in price. They're just pricing everybody out, and they're I know they're well, trying. They're they're pricing up and removing yeah. services like exactly the quality is declining. The services but are they're charging more, away, but the prices you're going to charge up. more, offer more. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, we'll we'll talk about this in another episode. How about not offer more, but don't offer less? Yeah, that's Charge really more. I think. Charge more, just don't offer less. Yeah. Don't take shit away. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what about you, Justin? What's tickling your geek? Uh, well, you know, I'm the big thing is that we're trying to find a house, uh, trying to move to someplace nicer and bigger. We've been searching for quite a while, still looking, haven't found exactly what we want, but my house is pretty much packed up, um, so that's nice. Baby's on the way. Going to have my daughter in July, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, it's coming up, dude. Yeah, so- and, uh, it's not very far away. I mean, we're going we're gonna to miss Comic Blues this year, which kind of sucks, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, the most exciting thing, the most exciting thing, that. a new episode of Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast coming out soon <laughs> we have actually recorded for the first time in a year um and I'm but you're, that's, your, that's what you're bursting right now yes yes it's about halfway done with the editing process um and rumor has it we're going to record a second episode tomorrow night so what? people are going to get two episodes in a year uh, oh my goodness slow oh my down goodness. <laughs> guys you're giving us way too much now it's way too much content yeah. Wait till you see what happens. <laughs> People are looking forward to this biannual episode. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're a, a listener of the show, we appreciate you, and we hope that you uh, check out the new stuff because it, it is pretty funny. At least the last one was. Hopefully, the next one will be. What's tickling my geek? I right now, as of recording this, is uh, Hell's Heroes this weekend. 
Friday and Saturday, our good friend Christian Renner, who's been on the show in MSR cast, is coming to town. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Actually, my my buddy Bozars, who's been on the show, is coming into town for the show. I'm stupid excited to see Candlemas, who I've never seen live, and Dark Angel on Friday night. Um, it's gonna it's a weird week for me because like my work schedule this week is very very busy. So I'm probably going to miss Testament tomorrow night, even though I was offered a free ticket by somebody. But I'm working an event tomorrow. And then Thursday is the Hell's Heroes pre-party, which I probably won't be able to go to. I got to save up for the weekend, you know what I mean? Um, like I said, I'm I'm really excited to see Haunt, uh, Slaufeg, uh, Riot, uh, Sirius Ungol, uh, Traveler. I'm just pulling up some of the bands. That's Saturday. Friday, I... Super excited to see Candlemass. Uh, apparently, South Texas Legion. I didn't know anything about this band, but uh, James Rivera sings in them, and so does Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys and Watchtower, which is interesting. Um, Whiplash, uh, Bewitcher, which is I'm looking forward to. Uh, the band Summerlands are really cool. Uh, there's a lot of great bands on this show. Um, I just I can't go to like four shows in a row. I'm I'm too old for that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like even the show Saturday night, like when halfway through Dragon Force, I'm like, all right, I got to sit down. I'm I can't do this anymore. Christian's doing it all right. Like he's took uh, Wednesday off. He's coming in, starting the minute he gets off the plane. He doesn't yep. even have time to like come and drop off his bags. He's taking him with him to the concert. He's he's he's, he's gonna get he's gonna get testament to sign his his luggage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> I am looking forward be, to, to hanging out with him and everybody on Sunday night though. After all this is over, yeah, we're gonna have a, a just a get small get together on Sunday. It'll be fun. Just, uh, we might go do some record shopping around town, that type of stuff. I think Saturday actually is uh, record store day. Um, There's one that I'm looking for, but I'm probably not going to find it. It's uh, Charlie Bonante uh, during the pandemic did all these videos and they did about five or six rush covers. So they're, they putting out an EP on vinyl called moving pictures instead of moving pictures. And it's a bunch of baseball pictures. It's stupid album cover, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, apparently, there's only 1,500 of those are made. So I'm going to try to find one. Probably won't be able to, though. But yeah, uh, that's it. It's been a lot of uh, fun, guys. Uh, I, I finally remembered something. Oh, Better Call Saul. Sorry. It's, it's too late now. Too late. Uh, Better Call Saul came out yesterday. Uh, it's the last season. Oh, yeah. If you're a fan, you should definitely watch it. I've yeah. never watched that because I never got to finish Breaking Bad. Aren't uh, Walter and Jesse supposed to be coming back for like half the season? That's the rumor. Yeah, I, I stopped watching Better Call Saul in season three. I think I may revisit it if they're coming. You should back. Uh, season four is really good. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, and also, uh, the creator of The Wire is coming out with a new show called We Own the City, and it's premiering next week on HBO. So, those are two things I'm pretty excited for. All right, very cool. All right, well. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us again tonight on this episode of the Metal Geeks podcast. Of course, you can find us on our website, metalgeeks.net, social media at Metal Geeks. Uh, if you want to you know, make a recommendation for a topic or a band for George to hate, uh, reach out to us there. We're also, uh, we have a really cool group on, on Facebook. Uh, it's called the Metal Geek Society. We talk about all this kind of cool metal stuff and geeky stuff and all this 
fun things. Uh, join us there. Uh, if you want to email us, uh, email us. It's msrcast at gmail.com. Uh, speaking of MSRcast, check out our sister show. <clears throat> we just did a, a really cool tribute episode to Aryan Lukinson from Arion. It was myself and the Metal Pigeon and uh, Wolfman Dave from that metal podcast. And we had some guy named Aryan Lukinson do like an intro for us. It was super cool. Um, I'm really proud of that episode. If you uh, like the uh, like him, go check it out. Um, MSRcast.com or MetalGeeks.net. All the same thing. And we're on all the you know places where you download your podcast. Stitcher and Spotify and your favorite podcasting app. Oh, and ESOnetwork.com uh, is where you can find us and all the other shows that make up the network there. Geek out. All right, moving on. George? Uh, you can find me uh, at George Trips on all the social medias. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, you could, uh, like Justin said earlier, you can uh, watch out for us on uh, on the Mind Fudge Comedy, Comedy Podcast. We're, uh, we're going to do some psychic readings. It's going to be great. <laughs> nice. Sweet. Great is a very strong word. <laughs> better next time, right? <laughs> well, my thing is we'll never be on the same page, but it's okay. Probably not, but it makes for good listening, that's for sure. Oh, sorry. I was going to segue into mine and let Dave oh, go left. Oh, Justin, we'll leave the best for last. Of course. Uh, so if you want to listen to the Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast, you can find it at mindfudgecomedy.com. Uh, we're also available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those same places that Carrie mentioned before, except for the ESO Network. We're not there, but uh, you can still find us Maybe we're there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow me on social media, at Comical JC, pretty much everywhere. Now for Dave. All right. You can find me at Red Viking Dave on the things. Uh, yeah. And at a maybe at a pop-up art show near you, if you're especially if you're around Houston. Um, awesome. Selling right, you guys. the coolest metalist art of all time. That's right. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us this evening. As always, the last thing we have to say is... Keep it metal, please. And... Keep it cool. (laughs) That's not quite it. One more time. Try Do it like they do it in the movies with dildos. (laughs) (laughs) What? Movies are you watching? Deathgasm? Come Death on, guys. Gasm. We talked that about it right. early. All right. Every, that was a callback, Carrie. It was a callback. Was a callback. Also, yeah. I mean, there's it's also a dildo right. fight scene in Everything Everywhere All at Once, too. Everything Everywhere has a dildo fight scene as well. I bet you they watched Deathgasm and thought, we could do that better, is what they thought. Did they have, like, what is it, the Saints Rogue 3 that had the dildo bat? Yes. Yes, that's right. There you go. All right. Nothing but dildos tonight. All right. <laughs> Uh, keep it dildo. No, no. Keep it dildo. Is that the episode name? Nothing but dildos. Nothing but dildos. <laughs> <laughs> you should call it the metal dildos. Which is metal dildo geekery. Oh, God. <laughs> let's let's see if iTunes will accept that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, oh, I know what it is. It is keep it geeky, right? Dildo geeky. That geeky dildo. Wow. Geeky dildo. All right. They do, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, they have like Hulk hands and stuff like that if you really wanted to. How do you know that? Because Kevin Smith <laughs> talked about it before. <laughs> oh, I know about it. 
All right. Really going to end it this time. Keep it geeky and keep it metal. Thank you, everyone. Good night. (laughs) I don't remember if I end broadcast if it actually stops the room or not. So I'll just let it go for a few minutes. I don't think it does. Well, guess what? We'll find out. All right. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. Hey, Mike, I think I might have the new promo for Earth Station 1 for the spring. Want to hear it? Sure. Celebrating over 12 years of bringing you all things geek, we're the Earth Station 1 podcast. No matter the topic, we have been showing you all sides of geekdom with interviews, reviews, discussions, con reports, and as always, the geek seat. Join Mike and Mike weekly at earthstation1.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. That's Earth Station 1. What do you think? Is it okay? That's eh, fine. We'll, we'll do better next time. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.